Are you black? Are you educated? Are you broke? Not alone. Woo! Yeah. Now this is how you start a show. <laughs> Just like this. You feeling me? Ah. Uh, okay, yeah, pen and paper with a custom flow When you're blessed like this, you supposed to blow When it feel this right, now you can't go wrong Cause we black, educated, and broke <laughs> But not for long Not for long, 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 not for long, not for long. Hey, we black and we educated Topic of the conversation Now that we activated We up and we elevated It's giving what is given Forever how we living Mind on the business But there's knocking like a witness Like Not for long Not for long Not for long Alrighty, guys, you are. Tur- uh, what? Do what? Okay, you can go now. Yeah, I can't. I can't see your face. No, nah, I'm not. Yeah, you, you know what? I wish I could take this monitor it. off. Honestly, you be trying to pull it over there. Cause Randy act like she ain't seen me in a while, I, and that's how she act when she missed me. Oh God, gag me with a spoon. Anyway, See, that's how that's how those Mega Side Five members be acting. They just all inappropriate, honey. You know what we do, hey. Gotta expect it. Expect it. Anyways, <laughs> this this is gonna I'm be an intelligent. Down there. I'm down the hall. My bad, Mike. <laughs> oh yes, thank thank you, Mike. Because Papa you know, Mike in the building. like you say, Mike, this is a family show, and you know we have amazing guests today, so we're gonna try to keep it cute today, okay? Cute. Uh, well, Uncle Nick, let Don't him blame cuss me. a little bit. He said he wanted to cuss a couple times. Oh well, no. <laughs> <laughs> he threw his hands up, Mike. He said uh, my name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. <laughs> See? Look, he, he, he's handling some videography today. We appreciate you. Thank but guys, you so much. For our listeners, we are you are tuned into Black Educated and Broke, hashtag, but not for long. And so today's show is actually going to be a very empowering show because I got a little snippet about some behinds for the stage play mm-hmm. that's coming real soon. Mm-hmm. And then the people that is in it, I'm excited for it, okay? Mm-hmm. So let me, let me give them a dude. Let you know who our guests are in the building first and foremost. We got my, oh, so sweet, Soror. Mm. Soror Princess Thor, how you doing, Queen? I am awfully blessed on today. Now that I find out, I'm going to be handling this with another Soror. She threw some shade at the bruise, though. I don't know if that was a slight or she really liked the bruise. Uh Like, what? Are you one of those AKAs that don't like Omegas? Hey, 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 I love Omegas. Okay, all right, that's all we need to say. We'll leave it there then. Perfect. (laughs) We'll leave I, it there. I love the Kappas more, but oh. I love Oh, uh, you know, it's all good. We like 1911. They can't do it. Dude, but, I'm like, yeah. this ain't about the divine. You stay down the hall. We handling this in here. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, let's just go. It's that kind of chicken, chicken or vegan, okay? <laughs> uh, but also in the building, we have the beautiful, sexy, with all the wonderful dance moves, the mm-hmm. Miss Andrea Kelly. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, beautiful. Yes, we are here and we're ready to do it. Welcome, welcome. And look, what thank I'm ready you. to do is learn how to get these thighs to clap. I need you to teach me some more lessons <laughs> because I'm inspired and I want to learn how to do it too. Okay. I'm, and I will teach you. Oh, you not teach me. Teach you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, when people watch the video, it's a lot harder than it looks. I, I know. Will you, I will tell you that. <laughs> My mother be like, what are you doing? I'm like, babe, I'm trying to show you how to do this. He like, you ain't doing it right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see her on Wednesday. Just wait. Yes, I don't think that's what she's doing. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Because you mess around and bruise up them knees. Damn. Like, no. And they ain't Megan. Sure. I'm going to throw. <laughs> okay, and last but certainly not least, this is the writer and the director with, Woo-hoo. listen, a list of uh, so many awards, so many talents. We're sitting down with the Joel P.E. King. Yes. 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 Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Like, So, Joel, I want to get right into this because, again, this is your baby. This is something that you created, your mm-hmm. stage play called Stand Your Ground. Yes, ma'am. So tell us a little bit about what this play is about and what inspired you. Well, I'll start with what, uh, what inspired me. Like, it was... I'll start with what inspired me. Back in 2012, post-Trayvon Martin, there was so much conversation and toxicity that was happening within community. And conversations that we, I guess, we just swept on, under the rug, especially when we're talking about our blended families, our white brothers, our white sisters mm-hmm. that became our best friends and things like that. And so when something for me that felt like it took us back in time, uh, I said it needed more of a conversation. And a lot of the conversations that we were not having you know, but people would give me their uh, their woes when, you know, mm-hmm. when I would have my white counterpart, they were like, hey, look, you know, I, I'm having trouble at home with my, my husband or with mm-hmm. my friend or with my business partner. Like, we can't talk to each other the same way because now this whole unspoken thing mm-hmm. that's going on. But my thing of it is, if we were talking about it before, we would not be where we are. So, um Backs. That was one of the dynamics that, uh, or one of the elements that came up when I was putting this show together. And then I wanted to put another scenario behind it because I think in respect of what our white brothers and sisters truly experience, I think what we don't, what we as black people, uh, we tend not to want to have that part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. We want to make them responsible for our experience. And I say that's where we have to create a pause for that. Because they can read books, they can Google it all day, but yeah. if they're not getting off of a fresh mouth and a fresh tongue about what is really going on and what is the heart of what, then it's only interpretation that's going on when they sit down there and read those books. I want to slow you down just a tad. Now you said they're not getting apart from us. What are we not what are they missing or we're not giving them? What I'm saying is that I hear too often people say, black people, it's not our responsibility to educate them. Okay. And I oppose that. I I said it is our responsibility to educate them because if we do not, the same thing would just be in rotation just in a different way. Because what they're doing is getting information from books. Yeah. And we know how careful we got to be with that. Let's just think about what's happening in Florida where certain information Mm -hmm. is being extracted from it. So it has to be our lived experience that's really helping to embolden, helping to build and rebuild what has tainted us for so long. It has to hit to the heart of the matter. And that's what Stand Your Ground does. That's what it has done. And just the beautiful work that is going on, I am just in awe. I talk about my Auntie Mama like... Uh, I was speaking. Sweet my, Aurora. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what might say? Yo, what might Mike tell her again? <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> it's about the play. Y'all oh, divine nine out. All right. Yeah, yes, sir, boss. Yeah, and I think you give a big, big ups to her because I told her early, and she did not know this, but I, I, the first person that did the show, unfortunately, not not unfortunately for you all, but fortunately for us, you know, and and the world, she was a Delta. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing wrong with so that. Cute. You're all right. My but mom she. Is a Delta. Right, right? Uh-huh. And my best friend, but she's still like and the first and finest. Right. No. <laughs> but Delta's not the one and only. Oh, 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 says oh, a non-member. Oh, but anyway. I'm off button. But people may not, uh, be, people are definitely learning her. Uh, Tosha's story okay. from um, The Oval yes. and amongst a lot of yes, things. I, yeah. I love her. Yes. Yeah, I so love her. She originated the role that Auntie okay. Mama is yeah, yeah. taking on now. And uh, she did a an, an amazing job with it. And it made me very sensitive to who was the person yeah. to like, you know, tell the story, to tell the story, to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were online, you know, because my uncle Papa here to was like, hey, um, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do this, uh, son. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and go ahead and do this. So <laughs> I feel like there's probably some cuss words in there that you're yeah. like, no. And it's, it's not people. right. Yeah, you, know, you got to say it. If you're going to say it, you got to say it. <laughs> but yeah, well, I better make sure we're making, making that damn money. You better make sure we get those people in the seats. Huh? Nah, that, 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 hey, that, that's the only thing. That's right. Right. So for all y'all to hear, please make sure y'all come and fill up the Absolutely. On behalf of Uncle Pop. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I say I, I'm just trying to, I've been wrestling with uh, who is the leading lady for this. And yeah. I said, I'm telling you, you know, because Auntie Mama, I said, I, I, I thought about you, you know. Yeah. And without hesitation, she said she would, I would be honored to do it and all this. So it was just this synergy. I've, look, I, I love her like I came, yeah. you know, I she, I literally was in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> with her. yeah. So, uh, and, and we look out for each other in that way. It's just that, that kind of pulse in the family. So, just to know that she said yes, it really did something for me. And I told her earlier today that it's something when a director does not have to ask the actor to always to, to pull out the ace ace card. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, because you know it, it's already in there and you've seen it enough times to where, you know what, take it easy today. Take it easy yeah. today, you yeah. know. And she is that actress. I mean, I trust her uh, with everything. And anyone that would see it, I say it's a master class in acting. Because you li- literally have to travel multiple dimensions mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally in order to really captivate the authentic- authenticity of this particular character. Because she really is the bedrock of everything else. It the, the show does not exist without the mother. And that other was other piece that was very important too. Because I felt like even like during uh, Post Train by Martin, I want to hear from the mother. Yeah. We need to hear from the mother. And then came Trayvon Martin, I mean, not Trayvon Martin, but Mike Brown. Mike Brown was And it was like we did, we heard from the mother, but not, I said, we need to hear yeah. from yeah. the mother, you know. I remember running into Sabrina. I was coming from the Bahamas and I ran into her, I believe, in the Miami airport. Mm-hmm. And this was maybe three or four years after Trayvon. Mm. Mm. And you, looking at her face, you would think it happened the day before. Like, yeah. you could feel yeah. the hurt still yeah. in her. Uh, when I ran into her, I couldn't do nothing but give her a hug and, you know, wow. tell her that, you know, we we doing what we can. Right. We battling. Right. We we on the front lines with you. But it was just so sad. Like, it was heartbreaking just to see her face and to know what her son went through. And then for the killer, because that's what he is, yeah. to get off how yeah. he did, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was just super sad. Super, super sad. just heartbreaking, man. And 
like I said, after that, I'd say I had to put pen to paper. I think we need to have an understanding. And then more than the other piece was that was this hoodie thing. That went yeah. On. yeah. I'm like, you are. You, it's profiling. It's, it's profiling, right. And then, But then the, the protest, at least in St. Louis, it was, they were doing marches where everybody was walking around wearing a hoodie. Mm-hmm. I said, you all, y'all can't normalize this because that's not how everyone sees this. This is just another excuse for them to say I killed another black boy or another black girl because I, I have a right to wear my hoodie when you want to. But yeah, but that's still does not erase perception and that's what we have to be very careful of as well as we go out in here and we be who we are we can't erase perception and sometimes we are in harmful situations uh, i don't know i don't Joe. know yeah. because see here's my thing you spoke about um mm-hmm. us telling them that they need to read and understand and find out absolutely things. and i tend to agree with that mm-hmm. uh, we are forced to learn about other cultures history and not so much as ours yes we get a month mm-hmm. but in that month we talk about the same people we Absolutely. know who they are right, i could right. probably <laughs> say it in my head and you'll say martin mm-hmm. luther king right, you know right. uh-huh. it's always the same people um but i believe that they should take the time to learn about it because we can profile somebody wearing a hoodie should not raise any red flags or the hairs on your neck because they have a hoodie on so you feel like that's oh. a part of the education that, that yeah, yeah. That, that's a part of them being educated yes right that's but, what I, I, but i'm taking it beyond the premise and there's even lines that she say in the show because you ask someone um a bank robber usually wears what uh black um, uh, and black or white black yeah or white. Somebody, somebody, yeah, the scary movie. The killer uses what? But it's a hoodie and he black. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah. So it's not a black-white thing. We're this. not associating that, though, with no, the people. No, We're just saying that that's like a uniform towards it. At, yeah, right. What I'm talking about is perception. At the end of the day, if I walk out here at 10 o'clock and mm-hmm. some guy walk towards me, I don't know who he is. And he got His face is covered. It's just the unknown. And what yeah. our minds have been programmed to be, take in as far as the unknown. That, But I put that... Uh, I connect that with the protest because the fear is already there. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The fear is already there. So let's not perpetuate it in this naive way because, yeah, our young people that are doing it, our uh, grown folks, we understand. Mm-hmm. We understand the nature of it. My but these young people, yeah. they love wearing hoodies. They love they sweats, I, mean, I, grew up, I grew up wearing a hoodie in the wintertime. Yeah, like, I'm right. from the Midwest. So when it got Ooh. cold. <laughs> You know, hoodie mm-hmm. plus your coat because, you know, you're trying Absolutely. to. And I wasn't on that type of time at all. Mm-hmm. I think, and I had a, a GM who used to say this thing, which I really hated, was perception is reality. I was just yeah. going to say that. I, don't, I, think that's, I that's do that's true. not believe that because if that? I yeah, see well, you somewhere, Randy, and I don't know you, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe you just came from the gym, but maybe your clothes are aren't gym attire I might perceive you as something else but that don't mean that's who you are but perception Absolutely. is your it's, reality it's, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. When but that's saying but that, what your what your reality is should not be perpetuated up on somebody else though like, but that happens well, of course that's not but that is how it is and, yeah. and that was my fear you know uh, what I mean of For that. exactly what you were saying that your reality is your reality and mine is mine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I can't, I don't, how much time do I have to train you when I, you feeling like you may be under threat? Or I feel like I may be under threat. Yeah. Hey, this this may mean something completely different to somebody mm-hmm. else. So it's just like, we. I think the larger conversation just needs to happen just as human beings walking this earth. Okay. We just don't move the same. You know, our cultures, uh, culture and community, in my opinion, has changed where it used to be about the neighborhood, it's really become about your home. Mm-hmm. What what is existing in that home, and you have to be tailor yourself to everyone's 
home mm. when you didn't have to worry about uh, walking down a certain street and all doors were open after a certain night or kids knew to go home. That's not the norm. That's only in certain households. So we don't know what it is. So we have to, like, our lens is like we got to change everything nowadays, especially with how sensitive we have become with the verbiage and just how we moving. You you say one thing, people get canceled. Yes. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I think, too, what it is, because we keep saying that, that people's perception is their reality. It's really not. People's perception is their fear. Because yeah. the reality mm. is, nine like times out of that. ten, most white people have never been in a hood to see people exactly. in hoodies. Facts. So that's not their reality. Exactly. That Their perception is really their fear. What they're afraid their of. Their fear of what they're afraid of, what mm-hmm. they've been taught, what they see on TV. Exactly. That a black man is a thug. He's going to rob you. But let's go all the way back in time. Mm, they was wearing hoods first. Yeah. Hello. You better say that, that Renal. <laughs> we already there. We did. And I often say this: if we want to go with perception and reality, if you look at serial killers, most times mm. they're thirty-five-year-old white educated white. males. White. Mm-hmm. So every time I see a white man I'm coming scared. at me with a suit and a briefcase, <laughs> right. I believe you got to cut me up and throw me in a fridge. Uh. <laughs> but because as black people, we know that's not our reality. Right. We've never had a white serial killer come at us, so we don't look at them and automatically think that. Nah. So I think we have to stop using that as an excuse and I just agree. say, you know what? My perception is my fear, and I act out of fear. And plus, mm. if we seen like you from the shy, we see one of them in our neighborhood. We know what they there for. We already know. We already know <laughs> what they there for, and it ain't, it ain't for that. And we got our eye on them because you stick out like a sore thumb. So we know what you're here for, and we gonna keep our eye on you. Exactly. So that, yeah. Exactly. I'm glad we here. Okay. We here. Okay. I, I just wanted to put that out there because yeah, yeah. you hear that a lot. You do. And you're like, no, that's not your reality. That's your fear that you're working on. And that's just, and I think that that may play a part in what you're saying. That one, I don't know that it's something that can be fixed, um, but I think we should consciously try. If oh, that yeah. makes sense at all. Like, I don't. I'm not saying that we need to go into their communities and have a. Uh, powwows and be like listen we don't mean no harm i don't think my skin should be a weapon Mm -hmm. when you see me doing anything we see a ton of of karen videos Mm -hmm. people doing the absolute menial things Mm -hmm. like bird watching and they (laughs) use the police as a threat i'm calling the police on you and then lie like something has to be done in the legislature or judicial whatever that some laws need to be passed because seeing us should not anger you that much that you're going to lie and put our life in danger because you know what can happen. And I'd say we find a common space. That's what theater is is what it does. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, movies, I... It, it pains me, honestly, with like a uh, a lot of black artists, um, writers. I understand doing what you got to do to get the, the money. I really, really, really do understand that, but I we we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. We're not there that we can be so careless with the content that we put out there, and that's just the reality. So because that is our common space, that's how we tell our stories. That's how we help people uh, help educate people that do not have enough courage just to ask the question to that black person, that white person sitting next to them. Mm-hmm. So, but that's your whole hope and desire. Mm-hmm. You know, as we were talking earlier, that when people leave the production, yes, they will feel they'll feel like they have a comfort in having that conversation. Absolutely, because this issue is not going away. I said earlier, it's, it's like not, COVID; it's not it's going not, anywhere it's not. ever. And until we are comfortable 
having the real conversation about it. Mm-hmm. It's it is always going to exist the way it exists. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so crazy when as <laughs> if we really pay attention to just how things are moving, when it even just even in a minute way tries to uh, start trying to fix itself, they find other things to put into mm-hmm. the mix. Yes. You got to name a time it tried to fix itself. Well, what I would say this, post-George Floyd, you had a lot of community that was happening. That's true. A lot of community. You mean happening. like the, the protests? That, like a lot of protests. Okay. You know, I, I was... It, it did my heart some good to see walk uh, drive down Marietta mm-hmm. and see a, a group of uh, white young teenagers, uh, you know, with signs, you know, stand up for at their boy. schools. And yeah, everything. it was yeah. amazing yeah. to it see was that amazing. kind. So it was a Marietta. sense of community that was there. So now we're going to let's create another issue. Let's talk about um, the the information that's in the books. These cultural wars. Let's talk mm-hmm. about transgender. Let's talk about it's like all these different things that. Throw that in there to, uh, to kind of disrupt things. And I think that's very intentional. And when I guess continue to pay attention, I said, this stuff is so intentional. Race is not like the highlight story as they want it to be. Mm-hmm. So let's figure out a way yep. to let's figure out a way to make it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's just a lot going on. But anyway, I that's <laughs> stand your ground. I love that. <laughs> yes. yeah. September the 15th uh, through 30, that's so a meal cultural <laughs> No, that was that was very good layer conversation. Yeah. And so, and Mike B, did you want to add in on it on this in our uh, satellite studios, bro? Yeah, because we keep talking about the conversation, and you just mentioned being, you know, even here in the metro Atlanta, uh, seeing uh, a group of white teenagers. We, we but we've seen that before we we saw that 50 and 60 years ago there's always been a few just like it is now when it comes to this conversation but how many more times and how much longer are we going to have the same conversation and how much longer as you just mentioned the the distractions of other things getting thrown into what has always been a race issue for black people in this country i just say the closer we get the closer we get to the idea of our, of our true kingdom, you know, the uh, our true boldness and the language that we're speaking, just think about it. Like the 80s and the 90s, the content that was on the TV was on that was on TV. We had a different world. You had the Cosby Show, and we were emulating that. We were this. That was Black America. Yep. And what happened? The reverse of that. No disrespect to the, our rap artists. Our, I get all of that. But you change the content, you change the people. And that exactly what's happening. So now we want to make the issue about race wars, but y'all mean not but guns and wars uh, and street wars, but y'all started this. This is something you all planted in the neighborhood for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You, you all put on TV to happen. And because now instead of mama or big mama, because you talk about this all the time, being at home to kind of mitigate that a little bit try to kind of quell those that energy that wants to go out there and 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 feel what the sensation is all about Mm -hmm. she out here trying to make a buck trying to make sure there's food on the table Mm -hmm. you know trying to figure out who who her how who's the the man who's going to be the man in the house for those that do not have that going on so it's just all these different dynamics that come into play that keep it from looking like what it was starting to look like I work at a high school now. Ask me how many of those kids are running to go to college. Yeah. It's not the same. It was a thing back then. That that thing ain't the same way. That that light ain't it ain't. No. 
that the flame may flicker in the same way. Even like that's because you, of- I hear you. As I'm an I'm an educator, and here, here's a question I have for me. So when did the fear in the big mamas, in the in the the aunties in the neighborhood, and even if you didn't have a father, when? Because you said the content changed. Yeah. So when did the fear get put into these elder black people? That changed the conversation. Because as an educator, 15 years mm-hmm. as an educator, I don't I don't I don't care nothing about your parents mm-hmm. being sensitive. I just don't. And I have that respect of of an of a young man, but somebody who's willing to, and I got my own son, but who's willing to be a role model for a whole bunch of boys who don't have no daddy. Because for me, it's no more excuses. Mm-hmm. We make excuses and everybody wanna talk. I'm yes. just somebody I believe in putting in the action. But you know what we actually talk about in the play is actually to your point when legislation came into place. Mm-hmm. When you start telling parents how to raise their children, when you when my mom and this is what back in the '90s when she had a fear of whooping my young uh, my younger brother because mm-hmm. he called the cops on her and it actually meant something. That's when it changed. Yeah, that that in uh, in itself is uh, systemic. Yeah, absolutely. So that's bold, that's the way because the parents change. I, yeah. I'm sorry, my, I'm a millennial, and I knew doggone well just because my mom. Was I, would, I didn't call. Right, I yeah. didn't call. But as a parent, wrote the best line. I'm gonna hit you so hard, you are gonna die nine nineteen. Call nine one one on Angela Mary or Savannah where I come from, and I'm from Atlanta, it's suburbs and the hood. I, it's just it changed so much, and we continue to, it's conversations and excuses but i'm glad you say the play actually bring bring some of that stuff oh up. absolutely yeah, we lost yeah. the change because mm-hmm. we we allowed it and we want to fix and have conversations with all these other people and i'm not ready to have conversation with the other people because my own backyard mm-hmm. my own neighbors and mm-hmm. people across yeah. the street need to be fixed and need to be educated mm. i don't have time mm. to educate what i call clear people right now you're not ready <laughs> wow, my friend. You're <laughs> not <laughs> i don't i don't i, I want to educate people who look just like, like me especially you. if you the yeah. same age as me mid 30 and you don't understand what it meant to have a grandmama or miss pat or miss sophia and all them kind of people in the neighborhood then clearly i need to educate you because that's where we come from we mm. come from elders we come from education we come from love and we come from from community and where we are now is not where it's at and we allow distractions to come in in my opinion and then we want to go educate the clear people i listen i don't give a damn what some of the clear people do i want to i'm gonna handle my community first so way i'm sending people out there to be ready for these fears that we have in the world but, but that's just me. I would love to be down there with y'all but anyway <laughs> but you know there were so many of our people in our community who just, to your point about um, uh, there's no more whooping my behind and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. There's so many of us wanted to be accepted mm-hmm. and blend in yeah. to the the clear people's society. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> that we were and that's willing unfortunate. To, um, to abandon all of those things that got us um, to a point that raised our kids to want to go to college and mm-hmm. to want to to know better and be better and to uh, we we as a people allowed ourselves to blend into that yeah. and that's when we started abandoning all of those things. Um, but that was that was long before I, I say my time. Um, quite a few. So 
everybody wants to say Martin Luther King, but the last the last thing that Martin last thing that Martin Luther King said was that I feared that I have integrated my people into a burning house. So we wanted so bad to be integrated, to be able to sit down with them, eat with them, do whatever in the same capacity when we had our own. And although it was burned down, you know, we didn't need we didn't need to be integrated. And being segregated and being separated, it's not the same thing. But I believe that when we did what we did by ourselves, with our churches, our banks, our schools, Mm -hmm. that's where we belonged. We didn't need to integrate and get together. We had everything we needed. And that's just my opinion. But they do the same. They They do. And I don't feel anything, anything whatsoever. And, And that should be okay. Like, we shouldn't feel like the saviors to come in like, oh, it's, we're okay. Just come hang with us. You'll see where we, we shouldn't have to or we should not do that. Well, I think the opposite is true also that we have to realize that we can't expect our oppressor to be our savior. Ah, speak on it. That That's why we're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. We're expecting, and, and I do believe, as you know, we all say it's one race, the human race. But let's break that thing down. There's also the oppressor. Absolutely. And you can't expect the very person who's built a nation mm-hmm. off of you, off, off of being of your on back. your neck, off mm-hmm. of your back to mm-hmm. go, well, you know what? We really are equal. I'm sorry. How do we fix this? <laughs> yeah. we, when we talk about laws and things like that, you have to go back and think some of these senators, congressmen that sit back, their grandfathers mm-hmm. were grand dragons. Laws. Exactly. Grand dragons. Mm-hmm. Not their great great grandfather. Their grandfathers were grand dragons. They probably dragons. got the, uh, the, the, the hood in their closet. And, the, and they're proud of their culture. Mm-hmm. They are proud of their culture, good, bad, or indifferent. And I feel like as a people, until we are proud of our culture, because even though we know we come from kings and queens, when it comes to slavery, for some reason, we do not boldly talk about it as black people. We shun from it. We're ashamed of it. When we should not be looking at just the down parts of it, uh, but look what we survived as a people, and you still could not kill us, even through slavery. If we looked at it that way, then we, I think that the, the slavery mentality mentality would start to dissipate. Because if there's always going to be this negative connotation, and then you go to school every month in February, they're going to remind you that you were a slave, mm-hmm. and you come from slaves, and you were nothing else. When do we have that boldness to say, yeah, I know, but we also come from kings and queens, and that just shows you our resilience, and y'all need to learn, even after slavery, you will never kill us off. I think Ooh. we do have that, though. If we're, S- to some, me, some of us. Some I, of us. I believe we do. Sometimes we can get um, sidetracked. With you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we get sidetracked with um, some unnecessary things that we don't have to indulge in. But I think a lot of us have gotten to the point to where we know that we are the shit. All right. Correct. And and anything that we've we've dealt with in the past is the past and we're trying to move forward. Now everybody isn't, but that's every culture. So it's not like, you know, how they make it seem all oh, blacks don't want to they just want a handout. No, we don't want a handout. We want a hand up. They say pull up by your bootstrap. Yeah, I didn't nobody's pulled up by their bootstrap in this country, but you expect us to do that. Yeah, when the Chinese came over here, they made them build the railroad. Yeah. Now you go in the black community, they own all the hair salons. They, salons. they, yep, the nail salons. Hair like salons. they, they can get loans and things to do stuff in our community, but they can't get it in theirs. Mm-hmm. But we can't get loans in our community in our to do the same community. thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just them. Hell, just as recent as this year. We brought the people out of Iraq. We paid for them to come over here and gave them housing. Mm-hmm. We send them money to Ukraine every other week. So it, it's it's a systemic thing. 
that's happening and that's why i feel like we really could work amongst each other to try to build ourselves up we don't need a handout from them it would be great we'll take it of course but we can do some things on our own just like we've done in our own community because i ain't sending no damn money to ukraine (laughs) i'm shopping at the black liquor store there's a shout out to them at Stonecrest because (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows that they there but I'm like I'm here and I'm gonna promote y'all list so y'all need to let folk know y'all here but we don't do that in our community and then we continue to go when they put up the new nail salon and when they put up the the new store over there and we got to go over there and get them tracks and them colors and all the other stuff we continue to do that but when there's a black one we don't do it and there's no more excuses for that we just don't do it yeah yeah, you know, we are definitely getting deep here on Black Educated and Broadcast. I don't know for long, okay? I enjoy the conversation. And I do want to circle back, though, to the play, the stage play, mm-hmm. Stand Your Ground. And I want to talk with you, uh, Soror Princess. Yeah. And since, you know, Joel spoke about how, you know, your character is impactful, like it is pretty much the play. So tell us a little bit about your character and the impact that it's had on you and a little bit about things you had to channel to get into this character. This has been probably one of the most challenging roles um, that I've ever embarked on. Um, Patricia Walton is a mother who loves her kids. She loves her sons, and she will do anything for her kids. I'm a mother. I have sons. So I definitely can relate to this, this, this love of a mother for her sons. And I know... You know, mothers love their daughters, but it's just something about. Yeah, I feel like my brother's relation- favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's something That's about relationship <laughs> between a mother and a son. You want to you want to cradle them. You want to nurture them. You want them to be okay. Yeah. Um, but in this role, I found that I've had to peel back layers and layers and layers, and it has. Um, got, I've gotten very raw in my emotions um, with it being a blended family with it being a, a mixed family but I've gotten very raw with my emotions as it pertains to how I feel about family how I feel about uh, my sons how I feel about my husband I, I've, I've dealt with, with anger I've dealt with uh, bitterness I certainly, it's the hurt and the pain, but it's also the challenge of how to move beyond that. Mm. That, I think, is is where it's it's taking me to a point where I have to strive the most. How do I, how do I deal with moving forward? How do I tell this story so that people can see the hurt and yeah. see the pain, but they also see... Um, that you move forward. You have to move forward. It is, um, I think that Joel is, um, is an amazing playwright. This, this production, um, even though I knew about it before and, um, you know, had read it and had participated in it before in, in a, a different role, this particular story has to be told. Uh, because, like I said, it's not going away. The 
the issues are not going away. And we've seen it on TV and, and you know, we've seen it here, we've read about it, we've seen it here, seen it there, but to actually be in it and to put yourself, to actually have to be that mother, mm-hmm. it has been draining. There have been yeah. times when I have, you know, been going over lines and I just melt. Yeah. And if I talk about it much longer, I'll melt now. There are some parts of that play. I told Joel, I can't do this over and over again in rehearsal. For one, just to maintain my own sanity, but I don't want to desensitize myself to the actual emotion emotion of what's happening. You see it so much in social you can become desensitized oh, yes. to what's going on. I found myself just deleting social because it was just too much. I couldn't watch anything. If a cop pulled a car over, I don't care what race it was, I can't watch it because it was just too much happening to where they were going from zero to 10 for the most minor infractions. It's like, this is unnecessary. That was weighing on me being a father and seeing, um, Things like Philando Castile, for instance, mm-hmm. we talked about Trayvon. That's tough. It is, it is very hard, very and hard. it does weigh on you heavily. Um, even not, you don't even know these people, but because you they you identify with them, and you are raising children, you identify with them. Like uh, God forbid, you don't want to say that could be my child, but you can see your child or your life in that situation. That is extremely. Yeah, you do. So, you, you're, I'm, I'm in the moment mm-hmm. of what is happening because I'm not, um, thank God to my teacher, my husband, my mentor, I'm not a method actor. I am an in-the-moment actor, and I've, yes. I'm in that moment every single time. I'm getting a glimpse right now. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. You can feel it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I commend you for doing story. that because that's the elevation as an actor because me, I'm an empath, so I can feel that type of energy. Mm-hmm. And as an aspiring, upcoming actress, um, <laughs> you know, put my little, uh, uh, oh, near. Um, mm. I, to, to get into that space, and I just want to know, I want to ask you, when you get, how do you, because again, you have to still keep going, how do you tap out and get back in? Like, how do you get out of that? Oh, it's hard. Um, I remember when we did the table read, I was a wreck and it wasn't like I didn't know the story it wasn't like I hadn't ever read the story before um but it's it's a process that whole being in the moment and understanding where you are and understanding what's going on at the time it is it's a process and it's kind of like um oh what's the word climactic so to speak you're at a climax and you have to come out of it understanding what just happened. Mm-hmm. And now now where do I go from here? So it is. It's, it's all a process. But every single time, it takes me in. Listen, you taking us in with just the way you breaking it down. I'm like, oh, when is this, when is this uh, September 15th to September the 30th? Sewell Mill Cultural Center. Okay, so make sure we tap in. Okay, now I want to kind of shift over to Miss 
Drea, right? And as the ambassador for Stand Your Ground. For one, tell us a little bit about what that means for you and why, as you, we talked about behind the scenes here, a lot of you know celebrities take on things and I support, but they just send a tweet and that's it. But here you are actually doing interviews. So what does this project mean to you? It, it means, first of all, Baby Daddy. It, let, let's clear why I call him Baby Daddy. We're going to say this last time America. We're going to say this last because y'all was all over my Instagram know. having a fit. The people want to know. I call him Who's Baby this? Daddy. He's my children's godfather. Okay. Oh, wow. But also, Baby Daddy. I had some questions yes. for him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> baby Daddy, because I feel like theater is our baby. Yeah. Okay. That okay, is our that. baby. And we have done so many projects together, mm-hmm. but just the amazing writer, the actor, the singer, the producer, mm-hmm. just the amazing man that he is, first yeah. of all. Yeah. Um, it's very important for me to put my support behind it because if people don't know, being a survivor of domestic violence, I call him my manger. Nice. It's very important when you have, when you've gone through something like that with a black man, I think it's imperative that you have another black man step in and show you the polar opposite. Yes. And he has been that for my children. Like, we have been to the trenches. He has seen the darkest dark. And he is always like, come on, baby mama, we got it. You talk about disciplinarian. It was a time where I had to throw my hands up because I couldn't be available because I'm in my healing process. Yeah. He stepped in as the father. No, this is how we doing this thing. This is how this is going to go. So I know how deeply it affects him, subject matters like this. So I was like, okay, well, baby daddy, how we use that name <laughs> and how we use that platform. But I didn't want it to be just that. I have seen the play. I have played a different part. Mm -hmm. I played the aunt. Um, When Tosha was doing it, again, it's one of those situations that pull you in that you become. And that's why it's so difficult. You're not just up there acting. You're not just going. You become. And feeling that emotion of an aunt and losing your nephew and what that would feel like. You do. You have to snap out of it and say like, okay, well, we got to finish telling the story and show the victory on the end. So being a part of it also was important to me. And I think a lot of celebrities, they're not even a part of things that they endorse and ambassadors for. They say, send me the information when I'm supposed to tweet what the picture looked like. (laughs) Have you ever gone to see it? Have you been to a rehearsal? Have you been to a table read? Have you even offered help? With the project that you're being a part of, I don't care if it's breast cancer, wellness, to a play. If you've never been in the trenches with dirt under your nails, please quit saying you're an ambassador. Mm. Please quit saying put my face on it. And then you want to turn around and be like, for just (laughs) $15,000. Stop the cap. This can be yours. Yeah, like, and everybody quit to say I can do it. It's like, absolutely not. I pray that my name brings $15 Yes. Because I know it's bigger than me. God does not give you this platform and put you in a Mm. place of celebrity for you to be selfish. It is bigger than you. You are to use your platform. So when baby daddy was like, here we go, baby mom. But what are we doing? And I wasn't one of the people like, well, if I'm not the lead, I'm not being involved. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even have to be in it. Pick who's right for it. The real support. Pick who's the one that is going to deliver it like it needs to be delivered. Mm-hmm. Don't pick a name. Because we, we ain't going to say no names. <laughs> but I'm going to just put the movie out there obsessed. You don't pick <laughs> You don't put nobody in the lead for a name. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all can tweet me. Hit That's me been later. several times. Y'all can be it's mad. It's been several times. I'm going to throw like, my hands up on that. Where's, the, where's the lie? Yeah. It, it has been several times <laughs> right. that people just feel like because it's a celebrity, yeah. I'm going to throw you in it. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes it's get them in the trenches so that they can be an ambassador and say, no, this is why you want to support this. So that's why I'm like, no, baby, they, they need to know. I'm a mother. I have a son. Yeah. And just being a part of that, I was like, my God, every time my son 
leaves. That's why I'm like goo goo over my son. Yeah. When he comes home, it is a celebration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm well aware as a mother, you can walk out of that door. There's no guarantee you're walking back in there. You go. Just being a black man. Yeah. And I understood at an early age, like you look at Trayvon, he was a baby. Yeah. At least he had some covering. When my son turned 18, I said, they look at you as a black man. Man. Facts. When you look at the news, I don't care if he's 19, he could be 20. They're going to say a young white male. Yep. Once you Mm -hmm. turn 18, they say a black black man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this place speaks to that. I think it's imperative if you have uncles, aunts, sons, daughters, that you need to come see this play because it is going to hit you in your spirit. And it is going to make you very aware we've been walking around with blinders on for a very long time. And that's why it keeps happening because we are we want to tiptoe around it we want to be sensitive about it we want to say we've come so far but look at the look at all the black millionaires we had, we'll go back in history we had black millionaires before, waiting for okay yeah. facts so just because you're wearing Versace and videos don't mean that Versace cares that you're wearing it because okay. they don't they don't open boys and girls clubs in our communities Talk by Versace it. Gucci Rich. doesn't come in and open up building building and and retirement homes in our community or hospitals I have yet to see a Louis Vuitton hospital dedicated in <laughs> any <laughs> black community oh, oh, not one. But we have these blinders on because we want to believe because we've inched up a little bit. We have progression. No, we're spinning our wheels in the mud. We're not going anywhere. There's a difference. And this place speaks to that. And I will put my name on it to the day I die. And let me tell y'all something. I'm about to get in you like a thong. Here we go. Bend over. Let's go. Bend over. If you can spend money every week with the Asians to get your nails done Come on. and go buy lace fronts uh-huh. and get lashes yeah. and buy Jordans uh-huh. and 30 pieces of hot wings with ranch, <laughs> get your car washed, go buy designer. You mean to tell me you can't invest in something for our community, by our community, that uplifts our community? Please don't don't play with me. Don't act like you don't have money to go see this play. And let me tell you something. At the end of the day, it's not about if you buy a ticket and don't go. If you know you can't go, buy a ticket for your whole family that can go. I'm tired of the excuse. Oh, I would go. I was out of town. Was your auntie in town that week? You could have bought a ticket for her and sent her. Were your grandparents in town that week? Get your coworkers, the ones that you want to emulate and be Mm. integrated into. If you Mm. want to educate them, guess what, Bob? You're gonna go see a play this weekend. (laughs) 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 Hannah, I got tickets for you guys. HR, I'm sending everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got to say about that. I love it. You two actually have another project together. Watch. Is that the name of it? Watch. Okay, so... So the story is mm-hmm. that stand your ground was is the catalyst of it all. Okay. So catalyst means so it was stand your ground the play, stand your ground the short movie short film, and then it became watch the feature film and to watch the series. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about it is that when it came back to the play. I was able to take some pieces and I realized the background stories that I, I, I didn't catch the first time around. So now I've had a, uh, I've integrated that into this particular show, which is Stand Your Ground, which has always been. So the, when the movie or the series come out, uh, Uncle Pops is we working on, uh, it'll be called Watch, We Are the Change. Yep. Okay. Hey. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm just like, I'm feeling just this. I'm yeah. like, I'm getting more excited. And so yeah. this is like every day from the 15th to the 30th. I wish it was every day, but we ain't got no everyday <laughs> pockets right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not for 
We just for, right, but not for long. <laughs> not, not for long. Amen. <laughs> right. But no, we just got Friday, Saturday pockets right now. Then we're gonna make that every Friday, uh, Friday night, two shows Saturday, from the fifteenth to the thirtieth. Okay, I love sounds, this. I love this. Fire. Yeah. Mike B, I got a couple. You got a little bit more because I got a couple more things, Mike B. Give these dates. He said that's the 15th and the 16th, the 22nd, the 23rd, and the 29th and the 30th. Come right. on, Mike. Come on, Mike yes. B. Yes. Yes. Mike B. Yes. <laughs> the game, Coach. People got to see this. People got to see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. And hopefully by the end of, of the play, Mike B, you ain't calling the people clear people. At least call them white folks. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Mike no, 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 They're clear. No, 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 clear. Okay, so the last thing I kind of want to wrap up with this, Joel, is, okay, we talked about, you know, this is going to be a message for everyone, just yeah. to kind of talk about things that we've been needing to, the taboo topics, putting it all out there. But what actions are you hoping that viewers get from watching this? What is their next action should be after seeing this? What are you hoping for? Uh, long story short, conversation. Let's just start there. Let's just start there. Let's communicate in a way that we have not communicated before. Let's say some things we have not said before. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing, the ugly stuff, the cute stuff, say all of that. I recall, just to go back to the whole profiling thing, My, uh, I was a um, substitute for a multicultural theater class, um, SIUE. And, um, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville. Yeah. I was, and then what I did, I had the same thing you did, man. I looked, it was a little white boy with a little mullet going on in there, <laughs> and uh, we were t- <laughs> and little thin, thin, big old eyes. It just looked like like trouble. It, it, what my perception of trouble was, and he was like doing a little little nervous twitch or whatever while we were having these hard conversations. And so I said, you know what, I'm just George. Be brave. Just ask the boy what's going on. <laughs> you know, should maybe, I leave? You may leave class. Can I get a warning? <laughs> so the, you okay? Right. Right. <laughs> Did you eat? Would you like lunch? Are you okay? I got you. Right. You need to go grocery shopping? <laughs> but it was something that really like, changed my mind and let me know that my what I put on paper is true. There, there are moments of, uh, there's so many moments of truth that um, so anyway what he did was I said you know can you ask him was he okay whatever he said uh, his response was I said what, what's your rebuttal with everything pretty much what, we, what we've been talking about he said I'm embarrassed he said I'm embarrassed he said I understand my privileges as a white male oh wow he said I understand it and I understand what's happening but I don't know what to do. Mm. He said, I go home to uh, for Thanksgiving. And I and I just thought that, that was just hyperbole when people would throw that up, mm. what happens at the Thanksgiving table. But he was like, I would go home with Thanksgiving and I can't stand some of the conversation that happens at my, you know, when my family gets together. But I don't know what to do. Mm. Because if I say Hold too on. much. Did I read correctly from East St. Louis? I am. There's no, no damn way you didn't believe that that is true. I, I I didn't. Did you go to Cahokia? No, not, I I went to East St. Louis uh, Lincoln Senior High School. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I was saturated with blacks. Yeah. Yeah. I know East St. Louis. I'm from Kansas City, so I got teammates. Yeah. All kind of stuff. I, I'm familiar with the St. Louis, East St. Louis area. I'm. It's just throwing me that even being in Illinois. Yeah. As racist as Illinois is, that you. I knew church, what he was saying. home, and school. Okay. 
you that, are sheltered. I was very much so. And, and, I, and that can be a good thing, honestly, man. You don't want to ruin the innocence of yeah. your children. Yes. My parents were very intentional about it. But I would say this. You don't want to, but when that awakening happens, mm-hmm. the hope is that your parents are open enough Definitely. that they right that they haven't had those blinders on too long yeah. mm-hmm. that they can't help me. Yeah, 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 yeah. that is. They, yeah, catch twenty two on right because I got I got questions. I'm like at this point I'm in college and I felt something the transition happened with mm-hmm. me, so I started asking questions. But I couldn't get no answer because it was church, home, and school. And if it couldn't give me, if I, the Bible could not define it, can give me that, then there was no real answer at the time. It makes sense. You know? I get it. That, and we, we can get caught up in, I know my people, especially Randy, loves her church. I do. And, <laughs> and nothing, nothing wrong Bishop with it. Bishop William Murphy the third, okay? <laughs> I grew up, I grew up in, in the church myself, but. We can't have blinders on to yeah. some of the things that they're a lot of time is just pray about it. Absolutely. That don't do nothing. You know, yeah. they say faith without action w- or work. Faith without work. Well, yeah, ain't no church. working going on if I'm just praying. Like, you can't I, I, just I, hope I, it away. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's, true. Like that's you, the old you, church. Gotta go. You talk about some of these new ministers and they, they in the community and you just got to call it for what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's my, my whole, I implore, like, more of the conversation mm-hmm. because the thing of it is, we got to catch. Say it, Mike Say D. It. We got to catch our clear people when they on the cusp. <laughs> oh, shit. When they when they on the cusp, because I thought you had a breakthrough. Well, we, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because I think because our young people. Which way with an uppercut? <laughs> no, because our young people they really want to be advocates. They, they really, do. really, really want to do it. But if no one saves that young man who is embarrassed. And understanding his white privileges, no one comes in and help him uh, feel confident about saying, what, stating his piece in the room. Then he becomes just like everybody else. Then yeah. he becomes desensitized. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We have to have the conversation because if not, they walk around scared until they're not scared anymore. And then when they're not scared anymore, they become their past. Mm-hmm. They become their past. Yeah. So I want to know what the with the young man. He said he didn't like the conversations at Thanksgiving. He don't know what to do. So what what happened after that? What did you say to him? I just encouraged him like to have to, to speak out when when he could because he was saying he could he get get put out. I ain't trying to get you put oh. out, brother. But figure out where your allies are here on this mm. campus. It's people that could be supporting. So you, if you don't have to go home, you don't have to go home. You know. But that that was a hard conversation. Yeah. And it was a harsh reality for me because. I think I couldn't go too far because I had to deal with where I was 10 minutes before we had this conversation because to me you you were uh, you look like a sniper what? right, right. <laughs> yeah I did not I, 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 is your last name <laughs> Malvo right we, we are confused here I, I tried to roof is that true that's how we you know I ain't got that's the truth though I was so I had to deal with me I had to deal I, I was convicted yeah, well, you were being cautious, right? I, no, I cautious, and but it, my cautious became convicted. I was convicted. The mm-hmm. perception mm-hmm. is the reality. Yeah, because uh, I'm exactly. like, yeah, <laughs> same thing. yeah, you know, all my fear. Yeah. Yeah. because yeah. I said I wasn't walking in line. Dre, you had a breakthrough today. <laughs> he even got it. You didn't, I wasn't walking in line alone. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was gonna grab my head in that hallway while we had some fast food. <laughs> But no, I was okay after that point. I said, okay, he understand. We all, we all the same. All the human race. We just gotta 
wipe away some of that mental garbage that's been going on. And that's what Stand Your Ground is going Stand to. Stand Your Ground is all about that. That's a hell of a yeah. a, um, a title to choose, knowing what Stand Your Ground is. Yeah. Um, we want to hope that it's universal. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think we actually want to find out if it's universal. Mm-hmm. But that's intriguing that you would choose Stand Your Ground yeah. for that. Yeah, because I had to, you know, just going with the title was, I mean, going with just the law itself, I had to break that down, break it down, break it down, break it down. And um, and just to understand what's the service of it and what's the disservice of this law, you know, um, because what it was attached to for me was I couldn't understand how a man that pursued another man, mm-hmm. you know, and in in the name of fear, you you felt threatened with somebody that you pursued. You got to make that make sense to me. That would never make sense yeah, to me. Right. It doesn't, you know. But it's Florida. But the other piece of that, I also realized that a lot of times when we get upset as as a race, because we do not know the law. Yes. We just yes, don't. Yes. Yes. And, and so we get all look, y'all. This is what. We have to educate ourselves. We Absolutely. have to know what what is up against us so we can know what's for us. If not, we'll keep finding ourselves in this same cycle of abuse. We got to educate ourselves. You know, We're making the grand dragon the lieutenant. There it is. Mm-hmm. You know, or that, yeah. or that. <laughs> yeah, or that. I think. And oh my gosh, this is gonna sound so terrible, but I don't care. Of course not. <laughs> um, I think the awakening comes when we stop allowing. Things to happen to us go unchecked. Yeah. For instance, um, George, uh, what I didn't forgot Zimmerman. I didn't forgot his yeah. damn name. I don't even care. He should have been taken care of. And granted, nobody wants to actually. <laughs> Are we, we saying this? I told you. It's not, yeah, we are. <laughs> like, there's no way he should, you know, still be, you know, walking the earth. Especially after everything that he said and done after the I'm killing, celebrating, Me, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like come on, that's got to get I mean, taken care of. Because if we weren't gonna kill, he should at least be in an electric wheelchair by now. Something, yeah, <laughs> at absolutely. Least yeah. At least he should be in an electric yeah, wheelchair. Absolutely, something should have with the oxygen tank. Fruit, Farrakhan with a cinnamon, and they don't want to be Christian and go marching. Yeah, forget all that marching. They ain't marching for nothing. Well, you know, we got to trust God's time and, you know, he will handle it. What did I just say? I agree with my sorrow now. I know. Y'all in that church. But, you know, we are still all God's people and he still does have control. And we, you know, sometimes we want to do his job for him. We want to, we can't do his job. We just want the job done for us. I don't really think it's about doing his job. I think it's about getting people to call on Jesus because when you keep playing and and, and (laughs) and start seeing ancestors and angels, you're going to quit playing with people. All I'm saying, but all she's saying is, all she's saying (laughs) is that we still, there is still a faith aspect to this. And that is one of the hard things that Patricia Walton has to deal with in this place. It is. It is. You better bring it back. Come on, bring it back. (laughs) It is. 
It is. Okay. Yeah. Y'all, we have been enjoying this. Listen, stand your ground. You guys, this whole cast, Joel, again, you already so layered as a, as a true thespian and now, you know, having this amazing play. Give us the details, how we can follow, how we can buy tickets, and I want to get all of you guys' socials as well. Yes. Uh, so you can go to Eventbrite, search Stand Your Ground. You can get it that way. You can just go to jpek.org and it pops up right away for you to get tickets as well. Uh, my Instagram is Joel Patrick underscore J P E K uh, or Joel P E King. Facebook Joel P E King. Um, I'm not a narcissist. I just want people to know me. That's it. What's your sign? <laughs> a Leo. You're a narcissist. I'm not. Right, <laughs> now I love my Leos. I'm a Virgo, so y'all all right. Right. All right. What you got, Queen? Okay, so you can go to official Drea Kelly. That's D R E A K E L L Y. No, I'm not changing my last name. It is what it is. So go there. You just um, told they asked I that on have... Instagram Live because <laughs> yes. it's my and it's my kid's name. <laughs> um, and I will also have the link in my bio. Again, it's not about just buying tickets for you. You can buy tickets for friends, uh, friends, family, enemies, loved ones, the others, the clears, them, they. Um, yeah, yeah. Go out and really, you're going to be really enlightened. And you're going to be forever changed. That's all I can say. Love it. All right, all right. Sweet Sorbor. Yes, this play is is not to be missed. It is something that you definitely want to come see. You want to tell people about it. When you come see it, you want to tell somebody else about it so they'll come and see it. My Instagram is P underscore star. I um, also... I'm gonna do a shameless plug out for YoungVoicesUnited.net. Let's go. Where my husband and I, it's a um, small performing arts school where we train um, kids in theater and oh, dance and do vocal coaching. So, YoungVoicesUnited.net, you can find us there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. And Mike B, tell us those dates again, Mike B. Listen, that's going to be the 15th and the 16th. That's a Friday and Saturday, the 22nd, the 23rd, the 29th, and the 30th. Friday and Saturday. Get your tickets. All right. We are in there. I'm definitely going to be there. I think I'm going to try to shoot for the 15th. You know, I think this is powerful. I want to be there. I want to definitely make sure that my friends and family, um, because I love the message. Like, this is really dope. You guys were just so enlightening, empowering, full of energy. Like, it was a good interview, right? I wasn't wasn't concerned. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I just knew. I, you know, I love empowering conversations and like we created a full discussion mm-hmm. so I know people are going to listen like you know maybe we're going to you know maybe they're going to talk to their white friends I ain't doing that clear mess uh, our, they're white Hello. listen Hello. I love white people black people Hispanic I love them all okay I ain't doing white that white Mike B <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, you know, I think it's... the hall, you should see my face. <laughs> oh, my God. But this is going to create the conversation, and I just look forward to it. I want to thank you guys so much for your time. Guys, we're going to put this on our website, um, on blackeducatedandbroke.com, on our social. Just going to be in our link in bio, because we definitely want to make sure this message moves forward. Q, any last words? It's been a pleasure. You know, I, I really... I always come in with no expectations because I like to be organic with our shows. Uh, I knew we were having you in. I was like, oh, man, when they told me, I, I stopped what I was doing. Okay, I was, I sure did. I was, I was like, oh, hell? my gosh. Randy, what I say, is that who I think it is? I said, yes, it is. <laughs> is that? Yes. So, it's been a pleasure meeting all of you, uh, you for sure. Too. We are definitely going to support um, the play. I'm, I'm excited. I'm just glad to have some guests in the building. Some amazing guests. Some amazing okay. Guests. And Mike B. 
Absolutely. So glad so glad that you guys were uh, able to come share that Get your tickets. I'm gonna, let me get them dates one more time. One more time. Yes, yes. Here. Let me get it one more time. That is September 15th and 16th, September the 22nd, September 23rd, September 29th, and September 30th. Get your tickets. Go see the play. I, I think it's going to be amazing. I know it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So, we'll, again, we thank you for your time. Stand thank your ground you. stage thank play. You. Keep it locked right here, as always, on Black, Educated, and Broke, but not for long. Not for long. We see y'all.